Welcome back to Ahead of Its Time with Maddie and Jess. Uh, we are on to our next episode now about the wonderful show called Wonderfalls. This is one of our favorite shows ever. Well, it's one, definitely one of my favorite shows ever. Yeah, it's definitely up there for me. Yeah, this is probably like top three for me. Wow, to be top honest. three. Yeah. I would put it more in maybe top 25. Oh my god. <laughs> Should I not say that? <laughs> No, it's fine. No, I like it. I I just like. I think that's. I like a lot of shows. I know, and that's That's, good. It's good to be in a tie. I still think that's. (laughs) I feel like we should start again. Yeah, we should start again. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Ahead of Its Time podcast with Maddie and Jess. If you listened to our last episode about my so-called life, thank you so much. And if you haven't, you should do that now before you listen to the next one. Although it won't affect. It won't affect anything, <laughs> but it will help with the listening experience. So true. Very true. Uh, this episode is about the TV show called Wonderfalls. And it's an American-Canadian co-production that's like a fantasy, magical realism sitcom. And the creators actually call it um, like a rom romantic comedy yeah it i've seen it listed as comedy drama i think we both feel it's it's definitely more like a 45 50 minute sitcom which is a very interesting yeah a little too long but it's a really interesting structure it's very different than some things i've seen in the past and it has a cult following because of how weird and quirky and cool this show is and how it's unlike a lot of other shows that have come before it yeah so without further ado we'll play you the show's opening theme which is amazing and it's it's an iconic theme song oh yeah it's perfect we're bobbing along in our barrels some of us tip right over the edge but there's one thing really mystifying got me laughing now it's got me crying all my life will be destifying till My favorite songs. I had it on Ever. my tiny little iPod shuffle. That's amazing. The original. I listen to it all the time. It's it one is of my favorite theme songs. So good. It really is. It, it really is a good song and it's by the band. Well, I think it's not by the band XTC, but one of the members of XTC. Andy Partridge of the band of XTC. XTC. Right. The show uh, is about Jay and she works in a gift shop in Niagara Falls and she is doesn't love her life (laughs) no it's just this dead-end job she jokes in the pilot episode that she's overeducated and underemployed because she went to brown and got a degree in philosophy which notoriously like what are you supposed to do with that yeah um she lives in a trailer park she mm -hmm. has very accomplished parents and siblings the mom is karen the sister is sharon yeah. The dad is Darren, the brother is Aaron, and then there's Jay. Yeah, love that. So even in all the names, she does not fit in. Yeah, and is just not succeeding in life, but it's kind of how she wants it to be. She definitely seems to like not trying. Exactly, and when the creators talk about this show, they say that it's... Yeah, this is one of the first shows about millennials, like, because... 
these were the new generation millennials recent college graduates yeah and this show's from 2004 so it's it's early right 2004 yeah 2004 the way the creators describe it jay as a character is being forced to interact with the world around her yeah um by way of muses so the premise of this show is that she works in this gift shop and all of a sudden um this little wax lion figurine that's face is deformed from the machine mushed (laughs) his face is mushed um starts speaking to her and telling her to do things and suddenly soon all of the stuffed animals and any kind of animal she sees whether it's on a poster or whether it's like a little figurine they start talking to her and it's supposed to be kind of god talking through these animals that they call muses the creators call them the muses yeah and she starts doing nice things basically yeah which is something that she is not used to doing and shocks and that she would never do yeah would never do without being forced to by exactly creatures who if she doesn't obey them bad things happen so it's kind of like a chain reaction at first she ignores them and then it just leads to worse and worse things and finally she gives in and things always take a different path and not only do bad things happen if she doesn't give in, they will annoy the living shit out of her. Oh, they yeah. They will not shut the fuck up. <laughs> Until she listens. They will sing and yell and repeat. And even as a viewer, you're like, oh, my God, just do it. <laughs> and like, exactly. get, get them to shut up. Bottles of beer, take one down, pass it around. 88 bottles of beer on the wall, 88 bottles of beer on the wall, 88 bottles of beer. This is what cults do, down, you know. Pass it around. Deprive their converts of sleep so they'll be confused and vulnerable and more likely to do the stupid things you ask them to do. Drink the Kool Aid. Take one down, pass it around. The show is described as an American comedy drama series and it was created by Todd Holland and Brian Fuller, who you may recognize. Um, as the creator of other more successful shows like Pushing Daisies and Hannibal and American Gods. And he also is the co-creator of Star Trek Discovery. So he's been super successful. Yeah, very well-known projects. And Todd Holland, uh, you, we have, did we speak about him in the last episode? I'm not sure if he mentioned his did. name, but he was the director of a episode of My So-Called Life, my favorite episode of My So-Called Life called Life of Brian. So... He went from being a director on two episodes of that show to now co-creating Wonderfalls with Brian Fuller. So the show aired in 2004 and only the first four episodes aired on Fox and then it got canceled like four episodes in. Ridiculous. And then since it was an American-Canadian kind of co-production, they were shooting in Toronto and a lot of Canadian actors and like Niagara Falls, um, Canada's um, Vision TV picked it up and the full 13 episodes were aired in the right order and as they were meant to be seen so the show has more of a canadian audience or had more of a canadian audience um but sadly the show only has 13 episodes so to give a little background on the cast too um the lead jay tyler is played by carolyn Deverna, who is an a french canadian actress um who went on to have a smaller part in hannibal brian fuller's other more recent show her love interest, Eric Gotts, is played by Tyrone Letso, who is a very famous, or was very famous, I think, Canadian kind of love interest. He was always, like, yeah, the love interest the in all of these interest. early 2000s shows. 
Yeah, the show that we're going to talk about at some point being Erica, he is also the love interest, and they were very inspired by Wonderfalls, even going as far to name his character Ethan. His, his character is we, Eric We here. think they were inspired. Oh, they haven't for said sure. it, but oh, they, they totally were. They definitely were. There are so much. That, so many similarities. So many similarities. And that'll be one of our next episodes. Yes. So keep listening. You're spiteful in a way the definition of spiteful doesn't quite prepare you for. Oh, don't drop your jaw on me. Disappointing your family is an extreme sport for you. Well, just look at them. They all work really hard every day, and they're dissatisfied. I mean, I can be dissatisfied without hardly working at all. Hmm. So, to get a little bit into the show's structure, um, each episode sees Jay kind of have a personal problem or a thing she wants to do, a choice she wants to make, but then one of the muses tells her not to but it's always something cryptic for then they give her some piece of cryptic advice so for example it'll be like let let him go go. yeah (laughs) so in the episode we just watched in the finale basically an animal's telling her to let him go but always the the pronoun is ambiguous like who is him there are multiple male characters so it's like you know who is she's trying to to kill him who's trying to kill like there's always you don't know exactly who what the prophecy is referring to and she is often wrong <laughs> exactly so she kind of helps out the wrong person and then it spirals or whatever then ultimately she realizes what the message is yeah. and gets back on track she figures it out but most of the episodes revolve around relationships so it's usually so like her love life or someone some other random new character's love life and she has to help them find love and i think that's why the creators describe it as like like a romantic comedy drama, which yeah. I never would have thought to describe it as. No, but, but like thinking about it, looking yeah, for it the makes sense. Okay, that makes sense. The pilot is so well done. It says everything it needs to say, and it says it so clearly and concisely yes. and quickly. And, it's and it just sets up everything else in the show. Like it totally has legs. You know who every single character is by the end of that episode. And, and what their arc is is gonna be pretty yeah, much. Yeah, pretty much. It's I, it's really well done and really funny and I definitely recommend if you're never if you're not gonna watch the whole show, at least just watch the pilot. I think it can stand Prime alone. Prime example I think of a could, great pilot. Yeah, it could stand alone. Just watch it. It's, it's incredible. Just I remember specifically so many hilarious like gags from the pilot. For example, there's a delivery guy and basically Jay is told by one of the muses to set him up on a date with her sister who in this episode we learn is gay and that's how we learn that she's gay is that she's set up with Sky. she comes out to him i think the legally blonde mailman that yes, kind of that yes, kind of guy the blueprint yes so that kind of guy he's the delivery guy for the store and he comes in and then they go on this date and he's eating the salad and all of a sudden his like throat blows up <laughs> and he has a huge goiter anaphylactic reaction because he's allergic to peanuts so they're driving him to the hospital and they have to trach him with a pen yeah like, <laughs> Give him I an emergency tracheotomy. Because it, it's crazy. The makeup that they did, it's scary it looks, looking. It's very good and very real. Yeah. But they give I him an emergency. I know. They give him an emergency tracheotomy. And then after, when he comes back, kind of at the end of the episode, after everything else has happened, he comes back and he's trying to speak to Jay. And she's like, oh, like, whatever. And so she finds a pen and starts to hand it to him. And he, like, flinches. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because they used fear. a pen to, like, trick him. But it's like... A delivery guy that's afraid of pens. I know. It's just such so a funny. funny, like, it's genius. It's yeah. just so funny. And he kind of recurs, too. He's a really good actor. and Yeah, he is. Yeah, but that pilot is just incredible. And it's funny to listen to, like, the commentary and listen to some of the problems the network had with it. Like, they were worried Jay was too unlikable, which... She's not at all. She's not. She's, She's the best. Not. She's one of the best She's characters. She's just, like, apathetic a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> 
But that doesn't make her unlikable. Like, she still... We still want things for her. Yeah, definitely. We want her to be happy. We want her to succeed. Mm-hmm. We want her to get with Eric. We want her to... Yes. Find some meaning Jay in her life. Eric but ultimately, forever. she doesn't. <laughs> um, spoiler alert, I guess. <laughs> no, I mean, it's a bit clear what's happening in the pilot. Your home is a trailer. Don't you see the beautiful poetry in that? It's a thing that's been designed to go someplace, and yet the hitch isn't hooked up to anything. So it just sits here, never living up to its potential, but never in any danger of breaking down either. I like this show because I like the fantasy element, and I think I've I always related to the main character. Like, Jay, as a character, is just keeps to herself, and she's kind of just, like, sarcastic, but she's really witty and smart and funny, but she just, like is cynical and kind of hates everyone until she's forced to do these good things by these animals that talk to her and literally won't shut up if she doesn't do what they're telling her to do. Um, I think I, I watched this pretty young. Like, I probably watched it when I was, like, eight, and then I kind of watched it again in high school and then watched it again just now. But when I was younger, I definitely modeled my personality off of Jay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, <laughs> I love, and that's the kind of protagonist that I like to write. I like to write, like, yeah, early 20s, cynical, sarcastic, but, like, funny, obnoxious kind of character. Yeah, they're the best. I don't remember <laughs> us talking about this show that much at the time. Because I don't think I knew that you watched yeah, it. Yeah, I think we watched it very separately, and we didn't really yeah. talk about this. I think my family friend Emily introduced me to this yeah, show. Yeah, I don't think it was me, because I, I tried to show you lots of stuff, but I don't think this was no. one I ever did. No, it never was. And so interesting that we like yeah. the same came to the same conclusion because it is similar to the other stuff we like like it like is, being yeah. Erica and yeah it definitely yeah. is similar to a lot of the other shows it's just I think it's cool that we liked it around the same time too I, maybe not I don't think I watched it at eight but I I watched it you know high school I love how odd it is and how witty it is and I just think it's especially the pilot which is my favorite episode is so well constructed and so funny and interesting. And I just like the the point of view, and I hadn't seen anything like that up until this point. Also, how stylized this show is. You know, even Todd Holland on the commentary is always, because he directed a lot of them, I think, he always, you know, talks about the cinematography, and it really is like they have cool low angles or weird angles, and, um, you know, extreme close-ups, split screen. Yeah, there is so many interesting things, like fades, and they just did a lot of really interesting things with it where they were clearly experimenting. And that was what made the show so exciting. Exactly. Like, oh, that's really interesting. I've not seen that anywhere else. And that adds to the humor. Totally. Because, yeah, the show has so many profound lines, but it also has just so many funny ones, like your ass is ringing. Oh, my God. There's <laughs> one of the iconic lines in the pilot is when she first meets her love interest, Eric. He's working as a bartender. Um, and we hear his phone ringing in his back pocket and then the camera zooms into his pocket, zooms into the phone screen in his pocket lighting mm. up and then it zooms back out and she just goes, why then, even have an ass if you're not going to answer it? Exactly. <laughs> and then apparently that became a really popular pickup line in Canada after the show yeah, came out. Yeah, I want to say that to somebody. And I remember loving that line as a kid and I would say that to people. Yeah, and my mom would yell at me <laughs> because I said ass. Your ass is ringing, oh my God. <laughs> I would even say it when the home phone rang. I didn't care. Your ass is ringing. My ass rings a lot. You ever think about setting your own vibrate? I'm not sure I'm secure enough with my manhood to do that. Here, it's, uh, it's on the house. Right on. 
So why do you have an ass if you don't answer it? In terms of things that were groundbreaking, initially right. we couldn't think of any, but thinking of it now, so her sister, her sister Sharon, played by Katie Finneran, who is hilarious. So funny. She's just an incredible actress. She's she so totally funny. makes show her facial she, expressions, her reactions. She steals every scene she's in. Every really? scene she's in. It's like she's she's who I'm watching. Mm-hmm. Sharon is gay, and that comes out in the pilot. Like, she's totally... She never actually comes out to her family. No, in the closet the whole time. Yeah. Which I think... Except to Jay. Yeah. Given that there were 13 episodes, I think that is enough that they could have given her more of an arc and had her... Yeah. Because they had her have a girlfriend for, like, a few episodes, and then ultimately she was just a side character again. I'm too sensitive, right? (laughs) You know, a lot of women, they don't like that, but I think it makes me a really good kisser. It's not you, really, it's not. It's me. That old chestnut. (laughs) If I tell you something, you have to promise you won't breathe a word of it to anyone, okay? Sure. I'm a lesbian. The reason I'm not attracted to you is your genitals are on the outside. You're just trying them all on for size, aren't you? The two most famous actors from this cast are Lee Pace, and Tracy Toms, Lee Pace, you may know from Pushing Daisies. Um, there was just a lot of Lee Pace discourse on Twitter. I f- kind of forget. Oh, because he posted like a really hot selfie and everyone was like, Lee Pace. Yeah, he's hot. He's hot. Very he always hot. has been. Yeah, always has been. Um, but he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Not so hot there, covered in <laughs> grossness. But he's uh, been in Debatable. <laughs> I think he was still hot. Okay, well, <laughs> agree to disagree. Um, oh Lee Pace, God. as oh hot as Lee Pace is can't rock every oh hairstyle God. and they just i think they honestly really experimented they were like here's a perfect human man let's kind of make him look as weird and ugly <laughs> as possible and just see if he can still like be hot at yeah, the end of the day <laughs> he has this one he has it's in just my the opinion, hair the hair was mismanaged it looked yeah, awful oh, and yeah. then they put him in this terrible hat <laughs> and in the finale episode he rocks the worst hair you've ever seen so it's like these stringy bangs like but it's like the, just, the same length of the rest of the hair it's like that they swoop. like tried it's to... almost like a fringy bowl cut yeah it's it's really, horrible it's awful and then to cover that up they give him this britney spears 2000s ish hat said, but also looks like to a mouse no no it, it looked like a newsies cap or like a 1900s page boy cap yeah um and I, he looks like tiny tim or like the, the mouse from american tale like he looks like a little russian immigrant mouse yeah definitely <laughs> Yeah, it didn't work. It didn't work, unfortunately. And then Tracy Toms plays Jay's best friend, Mahandra. And Tracy Toms, you may know from uh, the Rent movie. She's yeah. in tons of productions of Rent all the time, and she's so funny. And she's still on a lot of things on Broadway. Just She does a lot of plays. I met Tracy Toms and told her that I really liked Wonder Falls, and she was so excited and said that she never meets anyone that <gasps> Are likes you the show. Me? Yeah, she hugs me. She's like, Wonder Falls. <gasps> oh my God, I would kill to have had that experience. <laughs> I was young. It was, I was in high school. That's amazing. And she was like, nobody ever talks I to bet. me about that show. <laughs> I bet. Because, oh, but yeah, she was great in that. She's such the so comedic funny. relief. Like, she's so funny. So necessary. Yeah. And this cast, I think this show has one of the best casts of any show ever they're all like it's kind of a mix of canadian and american but they all vibe with each other so well and they all have the perfect comedic timing like a little bit of overacting but it's never too much like it's it's the perfect amount of corny and crazy fantasy for this show 
You should come out with us. I thought we could take her clubbing. Baby seals? You're overreacting. You'd like her if you gave her a chance. Can you hear the seals, Clarice? They're screaming. <laughs> Shut up. But another thing we really wanted to talk about was this character from, like, the second and third episode. She's almost like you think she's going to be recurring, but she's really just in two. And her name is Gretchen Speck. And she's based on a character from, I think it was Brian Fuller's high school experience. Yeah, that actually converted to Judaism. Yeah, so it's like this character, she's like total waspy, like Elle Woods type, but she converted to Judaism for her new husband and they have a terrible relationship, but she's like, shalom! Oh, like- she's so funny. <laughs> Everything that comes out of her mouth or when her her phone rings and it's Hava Nagila playing. Also the line where she is introduced to Mahandra. They went to high school together, but she yeah, thinks her name she, is Janet for some reason. And she's like, no, it's Mahandra. And she goes, shalom. <laughs> she goes, Mahandra, shalom. <laughs> Jude Janet, I can't thank you enough for pitching in. Mahandra. Shalom. Another minor character who's hilarious is um, Jay's co-worker, who in the pilot episode, they're both like employees at the Wonderfalls gift shop. Mouth breather. Yeah, they call, <laughs> she just calls him the mouth breather, and then he gets promoted, so he's her boss. <laughs> yeah, he's her boss for till the end. Till the end, and mouth he's just breather. the most annoying like guy you can imagine with this terrible bowl cut that actually in the commentary i think it was an un- i forget if it was todd or brian but he was one working on said, a previous project with one of them yeah where he's amish no 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 he right? was a no. monk oh he was a monk he yeah was a monk. so he was like growing it out from like you know you shave the middle of your head and have like monk hair so it was like his grown out monk hair which i so think funny. is so funny and, it's just, and it like, was so perfect the worst for his character haircut. yeah and yeah, he was just, you know, just the term mouth breather. You know exactly who this guy is. You know, you don't even really need to see him to know what the mouth breather looks like and sounds like and acts like. And all of just all of the lines that they wrote for him were so on, just so in character. Like we were talking where they're being held hostage and they have to have their nose on the floor. In the finale episode. In the finale. And he's like, it was her turn to wipe the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's like, he has to explain to her sister, like, yeah, that was your sister's job. Yeah, that's to do, why to it's clean dirty. Our faces and dirt because of your sister. <laughs> it's like they're so, literally, like, vindictive the They're whole literally time. being held hostage, but you, he has to mention <laughs> the dirty floor. Gotta get that dig in there. Also, one yeah. of my other favorite lines from the finale is, um when she, the security guard is feeling bad about himself and he's like, oh, it's all my fault. And she's like, oh, it's not your fault. And he, he, Mouth Breather goes, he's a security guard. He's like, how secure do you feel? Yeah, while well, they're all on the floor <laughs> at gunpoint. So funny. Yeah, it's just very, lots of clever lines like that. And like, they, the characters are so real. It's like, we, you, we all know that horrible Mouth Breather kind of person. <laughs> totally. Like, they all feel very real. And they're all like, in charge of us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it was oh, such a good show. It said so many interesting things. Keep your noses on the floor. Nobody panic. Stupid, 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 how secure do you feel? Oh, please, don't kill me. I can't die. I've never been with a woman. You. I have been with a woman. It's interesting because they, it's supposed to be in New York, but it's the 
Canada side. Like, if you've been to Niagara Falls, like, yeah. it's supposed to be Niagara Falls, like, New York, America, but the New York side is really ugly, and the gift shop is definitely on the Canada side, so it's like, is she crossing the border every day to go to work? I don't know. Maybe she does. Oh, yeah, maybe. They never say explicitly. Yeah. It was interesting, too, that it took place in such a specific area, like, border of New York and Canada, that it got kind of, like, a local following, which is interesting. And I feel like not a lot of shows take place there. And so it was funny that they just kept bringing up Jersey. And Jessica said the funniest thing when we were watching one of the last episodes where it was mentioned. You said that they treat Jersey yeah, as Jersey, a character. Really, it feels like the villain, the way that they vilify Jersey every episode. Which is funny because, like, I'm sure that's how they feel. That's how all New Yorkers feel. They all hate Jersey. Exactly. But it was funny to, to watch in every episode and be like, ugh. Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> like, he has to go back to Jersey. Yeah. Because Eric, the love interest, is from Jersey. Yeah. And, and so like, it's also kind of like, she doesn't want Jersey. him to leave. So it's like, yeah. you know, he doesn't want to go back to Jersey. That's where his ex-wife is and where everything went wrong. Jersey. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, could never go back to Jersey. <laughs> the most profound line occurs in our favorite episode, Cocktail Bunny. Yes. Each episode is named after whichever muse talks to her and tells her to do things. So in that episode... Jay reaches her breaking point um, and just has a mental breakdown. She, like, whatever, has this crazy frizzy hair and she, everything is going wrong. Like, her boyfriend, the muses told her to ruin that relationship and just everything in her life has come crashing down. She's in her therapist's office and the brass monkey on his desk starts talking to her and he's like, lick the light switch. And she's like, why? Like, if I do it, like, that's so stupid. But if I do it, will you tell me why you guys talk to me? And so finally she does it. She goes back to him and she's like, please tell me why. And he just says, because you listen. Yeah, I love that. Because you listen. It's just so, so like, profound. Simple and profound. Yeah, the best things always are those simple lines that say so much. Exactly. So in terms of why it maybe didn't last as a show... I had another theory, which is that, you know, it's a great comedy, like, so many good lines and, like, you know, good romance, like, whatever, but they do get a little deep, but I think it could be darker. Like, I yeah. honestly think if it was more of a dramedy, like, it, it definitely has its moments of heart, but I think it could be, you know, heavier, like, because dramedies today, like, they can be silly and goofy and whatever, yeah, but still have their moments of, like, shit, like... Really not much of a drama. It was really just no. more... It was, like, a 40-minute comedy, really. And I think that they could have pushed it a bit as exactly. well. Things the show could have done better. Um, it, it, you know, it has a really interesting premise and a really interesting fantasy premise, but I think they went into it without a purpose for that premise. And so she spends each episode helping random other people, but... Ultimately, she doesn't learn an important lesson for herself, necessarily, by the end of each yeah. one. She kind of ends up learning the same lesson, it seems like, over and over. Yeah. And they never really give a reason as to why God is speaking to her through the muses. And she also doesn't want to be good. She's always like, stop telling me I'm great. I didn't want to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is against my character where, you know, I feel like a different kind of show would probably have her become a better person as it went on. Exactly. And she's just and like, I don't want to be. <laughs> make The ending could have been her making a moral choice on her own, like, without them telling her. Yes. Or, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. She could have had a little more growth. Yeah. I think what would have helped the show is focusing a bit more on 
her family and a bit less on the random people she was helping. Right. All of my favorite episodes are when she's helping a character that we already know. The episode where she's helping the therapist or Eric or the episode where she's helping her sister or she's helping her brother. Somebody that has been established and is part of the main cast. That, that Those are definitely my favorites. Yeah, I totally agree. Something else interesting with the brother character, Aaron, is that he was a theology major. He's, like, getting his PhD in theology. Yeah. So once he finds out that that these animals are talking to her, he spends a lot of time trying to, like, figure out what could be going on, and it almost and it gives that. him a little bit of an existential crisis. Yeah, and he's talking to his therapist, her, mm-hmm. same as her therapist, same they all, actor. They all, they all share a therapist yeah, they all in this family. Yeah, therapist, which is so which funny. Is fucked up. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I think one of the things that creator said in the commentary was that the network was always pushing for reasons for things like what's the for example in the opening sequence before the muses start talking to her initially when they shot the pilot um they just start talking to her one day out of the blue yeah but the network was like we need some kind of impetus for this so they added this whole chain of events scene where she's outside and she throws a coin into the fountain outside the gift shop and then it ricochets off of the statue hits her in the back of the head and then she chokes on her sandwich and then yeah, it's very dramatic. It's very dramatic. And then you see the creation of the wax lion, who was the first animal to talk to her. So it's kind of like, God, you know, the like, you see. Yeah, and you know, the, the show starts out as well with the whole backstory of Made of the Mist, Niagara Falls, and so they did connect it in with, with that. So I like that. I thought that was really clever. Yeah, they, they kept bringing it back to the Made of the Mist, which is a they always say in the show too it's just like a white man's legend you know (laughs) invented for tourists of niagara falls it's about this like native american princess who sacrifices herself to the falls and everyone's like native americans never practiced human sacrifice Um, like yeah we know (laughs) yeah (laughs) exactly it's all made up (laughs) it's all made up but one (laughs) that brings me to another kind of issue and a reason why i think this show wouldn't necessarily hold up in the modern day is because when they finally presumably were forced by the network to explain why all of this was happening the second to last episode sees her going to a native american reservation and they kind of make it so that she is like a chosen one and she's supposed to be the tribe's next spiritual leader which is just a little yeah. racist like yeah. that whole thing is yeah would it, you know maybe works in 2004 but <sighs> in 2021 Maybe not so much. No. And it also just wasn't even a good explanation. It didn't even explain anything. Yeah. They just tried to make it kind of, of like up. a... Yeah. It just wasn't a satisfying explanation for the fantasy elements. But yeah, I, I think the biggest thing this show is lacking is like meaningful commentary on anything. They, they totally had the opportunity to say something meaningful about mental health. Um, it's also kind of funny that they don't, though. I think it's I know. I, it's also right. kind of funny that she never learns anything. Exactly. <laughs> like, and you know what? Thinking about it now, that is kind of the theme of the show, is yeah. that nothing means anything. We're yeah. all fate's bitch, yeah. as Jay says yeah. at one point. Nothing matters. You're never going to learn, <laughs> you know? Um, but that is maybe why it got canceled. <laughs> like, right. Maybe, because well, the n- network and probably everyone else was like, okay, but why? Yeah. Because <laughs> everyone does it wants mean? that meaning. Everyone wants And that that's kind of the whole point in the show. That there is no meaning. Okay, you know no what? Meaning. I take it all back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I cool. like that about the show now. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've we've had an epiphany. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Lick the light switch. Why me? Why do you talk to me? If you lick the light switch, I'll tell you.
better tell me. Tell me why you talk to me! Because you listen. When it was cancelled, it did have such a huge cult fan following, like such devoted fans, that they actually started a website to save Wonderfalls. And they petitioned the networks and petitioned, petitioned, and finally, now you can get Wonderfalls on DVD. I ordered it on Amazon. I just love when fans get involved when shows get cancelled. because it's so, like, it really does make a difference because it's all about the fans. It's all about the ratings. But I think it's really, really fun when it has such a cult following that people are willing to spend a lot of time and effort trying to get it to come back. But now it's, yeah, we have the DVDs and all the commentary, all that fun stuff. Yeah, they got all the, yeah, they got the creators and the lead actors to do the commentary. They, the creators did intend for the 13 episodes to stand alone, so it's, it doesn't end on a cliffhanger. Like, it does have a good, finally, solid ending. (laughs) I'm still upset about that. But that wasn't actually a, the ending of My So-Called Life was not meant to be the finale. Right. So, at least here, they were able to have one. To finish it. Yeah. So yeah, that's Wonderfalls. Um, we really hope you watch it. It's only 13 episodes and they do stand alone as their own story. They're all on YouTube. Yes, please go to YouTube. You don't have to pay for anything. They're free. Mm-hmm. Go watch. We hope you like it. We'd love to hear what you think. Look at our Instagram. If you uh, watch the show, leave us a comment. Let us know. We'd love to talk about it. Our Instagram is ahead of its time podcast. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, upcoming episodes will include Perpetual Grace Limited, Ooh, Being exciting. Erica, so exciting. Fringe. We Fringe. have a lot of fun stuff coming up, and these shows all connect together in interesting ways. So, as always, we want to hear your opinions. If you've watched any of these shows, if there's a show you want us to cover. Yes, please let us know if you if there's a show that you think is ahead of its time that nobody knows about or that people know about but just Has isn't been talked forgotten. about. Yeah, isn't talked about currently. We would love to talk about it here. Totally. So... Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. See you next time. Wonder, 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 wonder,